This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Lighthouse Faith Podcast, where we are moving forward in truth and love. I'm Lauren Green, Chief Religion Correspondent for Fox News Channel and author of the book, Lighthouse Faith. You know, society and uh, a secular culture try to really redefine right and wrong. Many people of faith are, are fearful of the increased marginalization, the Christians especially, um, who believe in the Bible as truth. But then there are those that are calling for just a revival. And actually say a revival is already here. Pastor Mike Signorelli is one of them. In fact, he's leading it, I guess. And a new documentary called The Domino Revival tells the story. Signorelli is the lead pastor of the, uh, is, it v, is it V1 or is it Six Church? It's V1. Yeah, V. you got it, V1 Church. V1 Church, <laughs> because, because Six is a whole different, you know, it's a V and a One, so it looks kind of like it could be a Six, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the executive producer of the Domino Revival, and he joins me now, so welcome. Yeah, thanks so much. I'm excited to have this conversation. Oh, well, I am too, because I have not heard, and I'm very sorry to hear, uh, sorry to say this, but I've not heard of the V1 Church. What is the V1 Church? And what yeah, does the well, V stand know, for? Victory, I hope? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, so whenever you're in an airplane, as soon as the airplane takes off the runway and you take flight, that stage is actually called V1. And every oh. pilot utters the phrase V1. And it simply means we are at the point of no return. There's no turning back. This thing's going to fly. And so I'm bringing people to that decision speed where they say, you know what? No turning back. We're doing this thing. Uh, and that's what V1 means. Wow. I like that. I really <laughs> like that. I've Now I understand. Boy, that is amazing. So what is the church about? I mean, I was on the website and it's very, I, th- I guess a lot of people just call it very just Bible based. What is the V1 yeah. church about? Yeah, it is a Bible-based church. You know, the term revival, the prefix re means again. And we're living in a day and age where we are, people try to convince us that the new ideas are the best ideas. Mm -hmm. And I don't agree with that. I think that uh, we, we need the old ideas back, you know, the biblical ideas and the way things that I believe God intended them to be. And so our church is on a mission not to do something new, but to return back uh, to the old, to the, the, to the way that things used to be uh, when there's a little less chaos in the earth. You know, I was actually listening to um, a podcast uh, with a, two, uh, two religious people the other day, and one was talking about how America, you know, took the elements of Christianity, of love and hope and justice and some of those things, and sort of removed it or separated it from the actual gospel. And now that we're moving away from faith, moving away from organized religion, there, those things have nothing to tether them, you know? I mean, what is your yeah. take on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I believe that human beings crave order. We, we crave meaning and significance. 
And so what happens when you delete God is you actually delete significance. And, you know, I've joined forces with renowned astrophysicists who have uh, accepted Christ and, you know, and, and now are considering themselves Christians. And there's people from every walk of life who are saying, wait a second, this is more than just, you know, the religion and tradition of man. Uh, there is something bigger and it is God and they're turning to faith. And so, yeah, I mean, I just can't emphasize enough this experiment that we're doing without God. I don't like the results. I think the results speak for themselves. Um, we're violating, I believe, the the laws of human nature. Um, when you look back at ancient civilizations, they, they believed um, in the existence of God. They believed in consequences for their actions. And right now, when you delete God, you delete the consequences, you know, and so people are saying, I'll, I'll just do whatever I think is right to do. And it's my truth versus your truth. And I don't want to live in that world. And so what we're doing, not just with V1 Church, but with the Domino Revival movie is saying we need a revival. We need to revive some morals and some ethics and some beliefs that have died in this nation. But but are you going to bring those morals and the revival back to Jesus? Because that's the Christian church is Jesus, as you said, is the way, the truth, the life. Um, and that yeah. freedom they're seeking actually is no, there's no freedom without Jesus. I mean, absolutely. Well, and you know, it, and here's another question I, I ask people all across America as I travel from event to event is which Jesus have you surrendered to because there's so many different versions of Christ and for political means, there's so many different versions of Christ for economic means. And, you know, there's hippie Jesus, uh, <laughs> you know, there's Republican Jesus, there's Democrat Jesus, but then there's the man from Galilee that I believe uh, three days after he was crucified, raised from the dead, ascended to heaven and then released his Holy spirit into the earth. And so what I've been provoking people to do is if, if you don't, like Jesus, it's because you met the wrong one. But if you meet the man from Galilee, the resurrected Christ through the Holy Spirit, your life will be changed forever. And this is why I say we are in revival because atheists, Hindus, Muslims, agnostics, people from every walk of life, when they're given an opportunity to meet the true Jesus, their lives are changed forever. And, and the movie really shows those moments happening. Well, I want to get to the Domino Revival in just a second, but I want to I want to harp on this point about people sort of creating the Jesus that they can sort of, that affirms whatever they do. Um, and one of the things that I, I, I saw an article in um, Juicy Ecumenism called Mainline Seminaries All in All on uh, All In on Queering the Divine. Is this an example to you of, you know, taking Jesus and making Jesus into your image? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what happens is people create a Jesus that condones their own behavior and condones their sin, quite frankly. And when you meet Jesus, he's incredibly controversial and he'll ask you to go and sin no more. He'll ask you to change your lifestyle. He'll ask you to surrender drugs and addiction and these different things. And so I think what I've done essentially is tried to go across America for the last several years and preach an unadulterated gospel that says, um, this may seem offensive, but this is the way that leads to life. 
And, and yet mm. this other Jesus that you've accepted that condones your sin or is comfortable actually leads to death. It's a false Jesus. And I'm telling you, there's so much freedom when people step in that direction and they say, you know what, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try the true, the true living Jesus. And uh, it's just been freedom. And in a lot of ways, you know, and we had the Jesus movement of the late sixties and seventies where hippies and their lifestyle kind of ran its course and yeah, it was yeah. free love, you know, experimental drug usage led to addiction. Well, that was what the, the Jesus Revolution movie basically was yes. about. And that and even though it's the life of, you know, um, um, Greg Laurie, I mean, I think that it's also very indicative of the generations that are trying to find a means of salvation. And it would take a very, very strong, you know, man of God to understand that this is the heart searching for the true God. Through, through to Jesus, and but you have to push through and dig through all of the the garbage that's ahead of that. You nailed it. You took the words right out of my mouth. That's <laughs> and, you know well, and you know I believe we're at that juncture again. And when I told the movie industry, I said the Jesus Revolution did so much better in the box office than they ever anticipated. And the reason why is because we're living the second Jesus revolution right now. And my movie is the documentary version of it, whereas their movie was the fictional recreation of the first one. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. we have those same conditions where people are saying, I'm, I'm satisfying all my own desires, and yet I still feel empty. I feel hollow. I, you know, right, right now among Gen Z, for example, suicide rates are through the roof. Yeah. And so the film chronicles me going across the country and canceling suicides through the power of Christ and just hundreds upon hundreds of Gen Z at each event coming forward saying, um, I choose to live and not die. So I believe we're in a second Jesus revolution right now. I'll tell you, you know, you make such a great point, And I have to say this a little preaching wise is that when you meet the real Jesus, when you really understand who this Jesus is, there is a love that comes over you that just nullifies Every negative thing in your life just just takes it away and just goes, why was I worried about this? Jesus is love. Jesus is affirmation. Jesus is who I've been searching for. And I think that's the, the what a lot of, you know, young people have not gotten to the point of. I mean, they're getting close. But like your revival movie, like I was watching the trailer and yeah, there is just cathartic crying in this movie when people actually meet the real Jesus. Yeah, I had chills all over me while you were talking, so you preach. I, <laughs> I, you know, the, the love of Christ, it is incalculable. And here's the thing, I always tell people, religion removes. So religion says, stop doing drugs, you know, stop sleeping around, but Christ replaces. So in other words, hey, mm. you're vaping and you're doing all these drugs, to, for a form of comfort. It's not because you're necessarily, I want to be an evil person. It's I'm hurting and I use these substances as a form of comfort. But it's so interesting because the scriptures call the Holy Spirit the comforter. Yeah. So Christ is simply saying, give me your false comfort and I'll give you real comfort. So to me, revival is not about removing 
you know, because I think a lot of people who haven't accepted the true Christ are like, you know, these religious fundamental type people, they just want to take all my fun away. And, yeah. they, you know, and it's like, no, we actually want to replace the counterfeit comfort with real comfort and the counterfeit satisfaction with real satisfaction. And that's how, you know, it's a real revival because there's no way that I am good enough with words to convince thousands of people across America to surrender their drugs and and paraphernalia and you see it on film I, i'm not that good i'm not that eloquent it's not the cunningness of my words it's just a demonstration of the power of the holy spirit he's drawing them and he's you know the scales are coming off of their eyes and they're saying i think this is it i think this is what i've been searching yeah. for yeah and you know it immediately you know it immediately i mean it's not even it's not even close um, one of the things that that we saw a lot, um, the Asbury re revival back in um, earlier this year, yeah. where young people just spontaneously kept a worship service going for days, um, I think for weeks. And a lot of people were just surprised by that. Were you were you surprised by that? I wasn't. And I'll tell you why. We are at a critical tipping point. And what people have not actually diagnosed is the fact that Gen Z in a lot of ways, because of their age, they haven't experienced church hurt yet, a, a mm -hmm. lot of them. Mm -hmm. And so, whereas like the millennials and the Gen Xers and the boomers, they had been through a lot of church hurt, they've seen church politics, but Gen Z is actually showing the world what happens when it's just unadulterated desire for God without being jaded and hypercritical. And I believe that God, and I'm speaking as a pastor right now, but I believe that God is using that to provoke the older generations right now. And, you know, what I love about Gen Z is they've had access to the internet their entire life. Yeah. So they can, you know, they're, so what you're, we're seeing with them, I think, is a convergence of the intellect and the spirit. So in other words, they're they're deeply theological. They love the word of God. They love the scriptures, but they're, they're not going to dismiss the supernatural. So you, when you combine both of those, you start getting situations like Asbury. Yeah. And I, I just believe we're going to see more of it. Um, I want to take a break right now on Lighthouse Faith Podcast. We'll be right back with Pastor Mike Signorelli, who is the um, star and I guess the producer of the Domino Revival. We'll be back. We'll be right back. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. And we're back with... Um, pastor Mike Signorelli, he is the lead pastor of the V1 Church, and I've just learned about what V1 means, and I'm so excited about that. I mean, because I love the whole, you know, um, airline tie-in, you know, aeronautics tie-in. This is so incredible. But I want to get to the Domino Revival and why you call it the Domino Revival. Yeah, absolutely. I was in prayer one day and, you know, again, I'm speaking from the perspective of a pastor. So this may seem bizarre to some people, but that's all right. <laughs> I was in, I was in prayer one day and I just got this vision of a massive domino being pushed down in Brooklyn. And I I'm obviously a New York City resident. Yeah. And then the next domino hit along the East Coast and another domino and another domino and they kept dropping. And I felt like it was God provoking me to to leave New York City and travel across the United States and just preach to whoever would listen and give 
you know, give, give America an opportunity to respond to the gospel. And so that's what I did. I cashed out my retirement and just did a self-funded tour across the United States called the Domino Revival. And some of them, uh, some of the events were in church buildings. Some of them were in parks, thousands of people showed up, momentum built, and we captured on footage, some of the most incredible, miraculous things that I'd ever experienced in my life. And then, wow. you know, that became the the impetus for this movie. When does when does the movie get released? So it's a one day only. So there's a bit mm-hmm. of urgency. It's October 24th. Okay. All right. This is amazing. Um, You know, uh, you know, the award-winning uh, Christian artist, John Cooper. Do you know him? Um, and Elisa yes. Childers, um, they were saying there's an article out there sort of talking about contemporary Christian music industry. And they said, they, you know, the Christian music industry really needs a revival um, because it's too often yeah. focused on, you know, the bottom line, um, you know, due to, you know, like, you know, secular companies that sponsor or the or the business aspect of it. What do, what do you say to that, the, that, that the Christian music industry is kind of infiltrated with you know, secular ideas or the secular need to produce and to make money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here's the thing. When you go, when you trace the roots of CCM, the contemporary Christian music industry, and I was actually heavily involved in that in my 20s, mm-hmm. it, it really did start in the era of the Jesus movement, the Jesus revolution, where people were, um, for the very first time, stepping outside of hymnals and saying, I want to make a music that reflects what's happening in my generation. And so it started with such pure motives. And and then, you know, you got the um, Keith Greens and guys like you know these incredible musicians who turned to christ and they were exploring these deep philosophical and deeply theological um ideas and it was more of a dialogue and then of course as things played out it became more corporate and so right now we're in a massive transition technologically Mm. and you know because of social media i really believe it's coming back to a conversation where people want songs that reflect their experience, what they're going through. And the, and what I love about the internet is the people vote with their views. They vote with their comments. They vote with their thumbs up. Even a guy like me, I mean, I'm a first generation pastor Mm -hmm. in, in New York city. My church started with 18 people, but a couple of years ago during the pandemic, I just walked the streets of New York city preaching and would go viral on an almost daily basis. Wow. And turn into a global ministry from the bottom up because there were no gatekeepers. I just grabbed my phone and put it to my face and went live, you know? So I think right now, the exciting thing about the contemporary Christian um, world is if you if you're writing a song that resonates and maybe somebody's hearing this right now and they have that song and this is the confirmation they needed. Uh, if you put it out there, the internet has a way and God will put a grace on it to reach who it should reach. And virality to me is the new top charting, you know, mm. situation. Yeah. You know, you, you talked about this before and I want to get back to this about the younger generations, uh, because all, all the polls are showing that they are turning away from organized religion. But every poll that I see I don't think really tells the whole story. It's just in numbers. But what what's your take on these younger generations? Because these are two different things. How can the younger generations be turning away from organized religion? And yet we see these incredible gatherings like, the, you know, the Asbury Park Fest, Asbury, you know, festival, uh, revival rather. And then your 
take. And then I hear stories about, you know, 2,000 people were baptized at uh, someone's church in one day. What is your take on these polls that all show that younger generations are turning away from organized religion? Yeah, well, on its surface, it can be very discouraging. I remember when I first downloaded TikTok, for example, there's a a hashtag, it's hashtag witch talk, and it now has billions of views. And so you see tarot card reading, psychic mediums. As a matter of fact, Mm -hmm. now when you go to even the local grocery stores, it's spellbinding for kids. You know, I went to anthropology with my wife, you know, just these major retailers that are now stocking paranormal and basically like a cult type of of materials. And so at first I was really discouraged by that. But then I got a revelation that it's, it's actually... Um, Gen Z is not atheistic. They're they're very spiritual and they have an intense desire for the spiritual realm. It's just they're finding it in the wrong places. And so I, I think it's a huge opportunity because uh, through Christ, through Jesus Christ, we can truly access the spiritual realm legally, as I call it. <laughs> um, you know, and so I think what happens is when you show Gen Z Hey, you know, because when you think about witchcraft, witchcraft empowers the individual. So it's an individual seeking power. But then the gospel is the opposite of that. It says, lose your life and then you'll find it. And so when you tell Gen Z, you know what's better than self-empowerment is losing your life, like releasing, surrendering, and then you truly find it. And then the Holy Spirit empowers you. Um, It's like a no brainer to them. And so I think that, again, these are the conditions. It's just pointing to a desire. So they're leaving organized religion because they're not finding the supernatural in that. They're just, you know, but then if you show them, no, actually, we don't want to be weird. You know, we're not (laughs) uh, we're not trying to conjure up something. We don't want to be charlatans and grifters. You know, we're, we're not trying to we're not seeking God for the supernatural. But wherever there is the true resurrected Christ, you will see um, not everybody will be healed that you pray for, but some of them will. You know, you will see um, demons, people. That's part of it. Uh, Again, we're not in that for that reason, but it's the unintended consequence of facilitating the the holy spirit is seeing the supernatural so in my opinion we're seeing we're also seeing stadiums filled with gen z like we did through the send which is featured in the movie um so we're seeing both right now it's kind of like the prophets of baal versus elijah right now yeah <laughs> so, you, you know and that's what you're seeing well, you know, it's very, it's, you, you talk about, you know, the Gen Zers and, you know, what they're looking for spiritually and, and you've got an, they're, they're being bombarded by images and ideas that say you're, you know, you're individualistic, you know, that, and so, so they've been growing up with this idea that I am my own person and no one can tell me right and wrong except for me, but then they still hunger to be a part of a community. And now, they do. And, and, and this is, I think... Part of the problem with reaching out to this generation because they have, they don't like authority. They don't like to bow to authority, but not realizing that they're already bowing to an authority. And any authority that you bow down to that's not God, you know, will enslave you. Um, and I think I think this is this is why it's a complicated. I, I this is I just feel like it's a complicated issue when it comes to younger generations. And you, you tell me what your your take on this is. 
Yeah, well, let me just say, you you are a powerful voice for truth, and you've said some very significant things um, and very wise. So thank you. And, you know, here's what I would add to that. It, the, the devil always overplays his hand. Mm. So what happens is, you know, as he overplays his hand, he's again, unintentionally creating a desire for it. Why? Because what does it mean to be a teenager? You want to do the things you shouldn't do. So when you create a situation where wrong is right and right is wrong, you're going to accidentally create a desire for the thing that you banished. So when you tell people, you know, here's what you should do with your sexuality. And by the way, traditional marriage, that's boring. Well, if you overplay your hand, they're going to actually want traditional marriage again, because it's like now, and this is what we're seeing. This is why I'm calling it a revival. It is actually rebellious in their generation to be a Bible believing Christian. And so that's the very thing they're doing. And in the previous generations, it was getting your, you know, getting earrings, getting tattoos. Now you want to really offend your generation, become a real Christian. So, (laughs) so the devil messed up and way overplayed his hand. And now it's, there's a recoil happening and I'm, you know, I'm an older millennial myself. I'm in my 40s. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm just sitting back and watching this and saying, wow, the devil really messed up. But he always does that. <laughs> so I think it's again, I'm encouraged. I'm trying to be a voice of hope in the midst of all this bad news. Um, but that's the resiliency of Christianity It's whenever you count Christianity out. It just the real thing will always reemerge. You see it in history over and over and over again. And what's happening is the persecution of Christianity is actually producing real Christians in this time. Wow. Well, you know, Jesus said the gates of hell shall not prevail against his church. So um, so where can people make sure they see uh, the domino revival um, even after the Fathom events? It's on October 24th. But, but uh, the first of obviously is the Fathom event. So how can they go see it then? Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you visit my site, it's mikesignorelli.com. You'll actually see where you can get tickets. We have everything linked there that goes over to the Fathom site. And so we've got three major, uh, you know, brands uh, to that Sinmark and AMC and Regal across the country. We actually just added over 400 auditoriums just yesterday. Mm. So if you go to mikesignorelli.com, you can get tickets there. Okay. Mike, thank you. Pastor Mike, thank you so much for being on Lighthouse Faith Podcast. This is this has really been an amazing conversation. You are really wonderful and I'm hope I can visit your church sometime. Yeah, absolutely. You're always welcome. And this was an incredible conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a have a wonderful blessed day. Listen ad free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. Amazon Prime members can listen ad free on the Amazon Music app or just hit the follow button on your favorite podcast player. And thank you all for listening to Lighthouse Faith Podcast. Again, have a very blessed day. It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.